Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. Halfway through the February, what the heck? In Canada, it is Family Day weekend, uh, which is a new holiday. This was never really a holiday when I was in high school. Um, but they figured there's too much time between Christmas and March break, which is the second, third week of March, I think. Um, so let's throw in another random holiday, another random long weekend. So the third Monday of February is considered Family Day weekend in Canada. So if you have today off, yay. <laughs> I have today off, which is great. Uh, I love long weekends, but I do would much prefer long weekends that start on a Friday. You know what I mean? Just I don't know what it is, but I love Fridays. Just knowing you have like two full days ahead of you, but considering on Friday I had three full days ahead of me, that's great too. Um, how was your guys' Valentine's week? Uh, last week's episode premiered on Valentine's Day, which is um, kind of cool because you know valentine's day i guess uh how was everybody's valentine's day tell me everything or hopefully you know something good happened or if you were by yourself well then you had a good you got all the discount chocolate on tuesday so i hope that that went well for you um (laughs) there's so much busyness happening and going on like you guys have no idea and i honestly i don't even have um the chance to tell you guys everything that's gone on because I have so many interviews and so many scheduled events going on with the podcast that honestly we don't I don't even have time to chat about um the uh to chat about everything that's gone on in my life but you know it's we're going I'm somewhere new right now um it's cold as fuck (laughs) it's busy as fuck um We'll talk about it a little. I I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to share completely yet, but uh, my close friends they know what's going on and they know how things are going and everything's going. I'm good. I'm happy. My little family's happy. My doggies are happy. You know that relationship's good. Everything you know work is good. So it's just you. I just gotta wear an extra layer or two around here, but it's all good. It's all good. So I'm really excited about today's guest and um. She has some insight about essential oils, which um, I'm excited to kind of hear about and hear her story. And she's, she, um, I found her. We also matched on Podmatch. <laughs> I just want to call it Tinder, you know. Um, but uh, she has some things, some stories she wants to share. And um, her name is Angie. And I'm super, super excited to have her on the show today and just kind of have a conversation with her and hear her expertise on essential oils because let's be honest we all use essential oils in our house and if you don't well you know what it is at least um and I have a question that I'm really dying to ask her because I want to know what the best essential oil is and if there's like ones for ooh, I wonder if there's some for like I think there's some for anxiety and, and stuff I can't remember what it's called though but we'll ask her but she's in the waiting room now so let's take a quick break and we will get Angie on Hi Angie, how are you? 
I'm so good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. We were just talking off air how you're in Minnesota, and that's like a million mi- kilometers away from me. Miles? I don't even know. <laughs> I was going to say, we use miles, but we also talked about the difference in temperature and Fahrenheit. And Celsius, so. Just everything's different, and I just don't know the difference. So. Yep. <laughs> me either. We're, we're on the same page, just in different parts. So <laughs> Have you? Are you originally from Minnesota? I am. I always thought I was going to move away after college, and then here I am, stuck. I'll be honest, I was surprised when you said you were from Minnesota, because don't minute people, maybe I'm being stereotypical because I have no idea, but like in How I Met Your Mother, there's an episode where like the guys from Minnesota and they all have really thick Minnesota, is Minnesotian accents? Is that a thing? Accents? Yeah, I mean, it might spill out once in a while. I was on a trip to California one time for business, and this lady next to me who grew up in California, I said something about a hot dish. Because that's what we call like casseroles and stuff yeah. here. And she's like, oh my gosh, say that again. And I said something. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell my son about this. Like that I met someone from Minnesota and you were talking about a hot dish. And I was like, yeah, it, it comes out once in a while. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, you said you're from Minnesota. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I, you don't hear it at first. And so like, I just, that's, I thought of how I met your mother. So yeah, it you might know. come out. It might come out. <laughs> can't see anything. That's so funny. Um, so that's okay. My Canadian accent might come out too. It's all good. Um, <laughs> do you tell me about your story? Who are you? Tell me everything. Tell me your how you became who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Minnesota, born and raised. Um, you know, my 20s were great. And I can't wait to share some learning lessons that I learned about that. But for the past uh, five years, I have been educating and empowering people through natural products um, to reduce toxins, but also how they can affect our mental health and our emotions. So I'm super passionate about telling people just different alternatives that they can be using. And I went through my own healing journey and have been able to incorporate a lot more um, like therapeutic techniques and resources to pair along with that. I, I love that. Um, what I, I know essential oils is a big thing for you. Is that part of your, the natural healing process process? I think I said that right. That like yeah. you include with. Absolutely. I am an oil geek. Um, I love oils. We started using them in our house when my kids were really young. And actually, when I had my labor with them, I started using oils because I'm not a fan of needles. So uh, someone told me essential oils could work. And I was like, I will try stand on my head if it can avoid an epidural. Like, I don't care. And so I had them going in my room the whole time I was in labor. And I had nurses stopping in who weren't working with us. And we're just like, everyone keeps talking about your room. I need to smell your room. I heard it smells so good which you know I'm sitting there I had twins so I'm like having these horrible contractions and I'm like yeah sure come in this is the perfect time um and then we kind of just forgot about them because I didn't have a lot of support and then about a year later I started learning more about the toxins we were bringing into our home so we started using them more frequently and started replacing a bunch of stuff so I love educating about oils I just think they're so fun and there's so much information out there that it can be overwhelming so I try to make it really simple for people can we can we talk about them quick for a second because I have a I have so this is my mom works my mom so my parents are in the army but my mom works at a health food store on the side and she's the one who kind of showed me like she's like oh yeah like this is you put the oils in here and you put the water in the in the diffuser thing so like I have a couple of them and I just like the orange one because it smells good (laughs) and she's like she's like no this one does this thing and this one and then like I just have no idea I just like to use the orange one but like what are the best oils to put in your house like is there like ones for like like, I don't, I don't even know. I feel like there's just so much. 
There, there are so many oils, and the thing that I love about them is that they're so versatile, so they can do, like, a million different things. Like, lavender is a really common mm-hmm. um, type of oil that people typically know about, and people usually do that for, like, relaxation, mm-hmm. but it's also a really good natural antihistamine, so it's my daughter's favorite oil during the summer because of bug bites. Oh. Um, we use them on our dryer balls because dryer sheets are one of the most toxic things you can have in your home, um, which people do not like to hear about. I get it. <laughs> we were joking, my husband and I, the other night night that he just keeps a stash of like dryer sheets and like all this other <laughs> stuff that I refuse to let in the house and because he just he misses like having such fragrant stuff but I was like no it's not coming in here anymore um but yeah so I will kind of preface it with saying whatever oils you're using just make sure that they're actually pure my background is in marketing and so I know there's a lot of loopholes and mm-hmm. labeling and things like that so not all oils are created equal so you just want to make sure you're actually using a pure 100% oil that hasn't been adulterated in any way and so like you would would you like get that at like a health food store over Walmart for example definitely don't get it at Walmart um <laughs> yeah. People who are like, oh my gosh, I can get a bottle of lavender for $5. It's such a good deal. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not really getting lavender. So I personally use doTERRA. We've been using that in our house for like five and a half years now um, because I can get access to all of their testing and things Mm. like that. There are some other really good brands out there. Um, But again, I just really highly encourage people, like make sure you do your research when picking out oils to make sure they are pure. Um, But yeah, we love them in our house. We use lavender quite a bit. As I said, it's my daughter's favorite. Um, I use one called Adaptive from doTERRA, and that one was specifically blended because doTERRA was doing some research and realizing that, you know, people's stress levels are going up, and this was pre-pandemic, so now I'm like, people just need to, like, bathe in this stuff, Um, but it was a special blend to be able to help us with our stressful feelings and calm us down. Because the reason they work so well, especially when we talk about moods and emotion, is when we smell something, which smell is one of our strongest scents, um, what's happening, it's working with our olfactory bulb in our nose, and it's sending signals to our brain to help affect our mood and emotions, that part of it. And so what we can do is we can do aromatic anchoring, um, which some of us are already very familiar with. So if you're walking in a store, for example, and you pass someone who maybe has a scent on that someone you dated in the past used to wear all the time... (laughs) Not saying that's going to be a good emotion, but it will trigger something, um, and you can instantly go back to it. And the beauty of it is, even though we already have a lot of those anchors inside of us, we can also create new ones by using different oils when we're feeling maybe highly activated or emotional. We can use those oils to help bring us back at an even faster pace. I like, I have a really, probably really dumb question. But because, like, I have, so my background's in kinesiology, but, like, I've taken all the anatomy and, like, all of that stuff. So I get how all of that works. But if you're, if we're making, if they're making, mixing together oils to activate, like, the all our olfactory senses, how come there isn't, like, cookie dough smelling ones or, like, bakery smelling ones? Because <laughs> well, those are positive really- smells. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. So the where where essential oils actually come from is they come from the plants and shrubs and trees and you know these different plants around the world. And what DoTerra does is they go around and they find out where these plants are growing best. So like the lemon oil, for example, isn't actually taken from the fruit; it's taken from the rind um, or the skin of the fruit. So it takes about forty five lemons just to make a fifteen milliliter bottle of lemon oil. Oh wow! So that's kind of why we don't have things like. <laughs> chocolate chip cookie smell like we can't actually get an oil out of there but we can get um like vanilla oil we can get that true 
um, you know, things like that. So it's just a little bit different. But yeah, people ask me all sorts of those kinds of questions. So I'm <laughs> I'm always here for whatever you've got to throw at me. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, is there like specific ones that you would say are good for like, um, like anxiety or depression or, or things like that? Yeah, I mean, without getting in trouble um, with compliance, I would definitely say there are some good ones that can help with that. Um, Like I said, Adaptive is a really great blend that doTERRA has. Um, I just put some console on before I got on here just to calm my nerves a little bit, and that has a lot of great oils in it, including some lavender. Um, Wild Orange is really good for uplifting your mood, so Mm. I love that you use that one. (laughs) Um, And it's very common for people to go for citrus because if you think about it, like let's say that you're standing in your kitchen and you peel an orange and the little zest kind of comes up you know towards your face you kind of feel already like a heightened sense of emotion or like alertness and that's exactly what they do Mm. Uh, citrus are really good for uplifting your mood so yeah it makes you like feel a little bit fresher (laughs) exactly exactly and they're really you know as long as you're using actual pure oil yeah they're a natural solution to a lot of other stuff because we started using it just to get toxins out of our house so that we can, you know, hopefully eliminate or reduce the effects of like long-term health concerns. Yeah. Uh, but it also, we don't realize how much the toxins, especially as women are messing up our hormone balances. Yeah. And so that's something to really be aware of. I was actually just doing some research today and found that in uh, like hair products, for example, there are some products that have up to 5,000 chemicals in them. Oh, wow. And I know as women, I think the number's even gone up, but when I was doing it before, like typically we put about 169 chemicals on our body every day without even thinking about it. Because if you think about all the different products you use in the morning from body wash to shampoo to makeup to lotion, I mean, there's a lot of hidden junk in there. Wow. That's, yeah, I never, I never even thought about that. That's, that's crazy. Um, Do you want to do... I saw too, like when we were when we were chatting before before on coming on air, um, you mentioned some of the things that happened in your past that kind of helped you. I don't want to say appreciate, but maybe like recognize um, mental health and and how that can affect people. Do you want to kind of tell like your backstory on that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, mental health has been something that's always been kind of had a special spot in my heart because my family and my husband's family both have been affected pretty greatly by mental health and have lost some people due to it, um, you know, over the course that we've been together and even when I was younger too. And so I used to actually own a makeup line, funny enough, because again, toxins, we was trying to reduce that. So um, it was my little fun entrepreneurial journey for a little while. And so $1 of every product that we sold went to a mental health um, organization because I I was just always very much an advocate of that and it's kind of ironic that I was because then in my later 20s um, I was starting to deal with some mental health things and before I was like yeah let's change the conversation let's talk about it more let's get awareness out there and then all of a sudden I was faced with like oh crap like I'm the one dealing with this now like (laughs) I don't know what to do on this side of it, but I was always rooting for other people on the other side. So um, I know that this uh, podcast is a lot for people in their 20s, which when I reached out to you, I'm like, well, I'm kind of out of the age range now. I'm about to turn 34, but um, really looking back and kind of recognizing a little bit more now. You know, in my 20s, I was doing a lot of the check boxes. I was Mm. checking off the boxes that I thought I had to. So I, you know, graduated college. I got a big girl job. I... (laughs) Um, That's me. (laughs) Right? Right? Like, we all do it. Yeah. 
I started dating my husband. I bought my first house when I was 23. We got married. We had twins. Like I was working. But what I didn't realize at the time is that my priorities were so messed up. Mm. And I thought the value I was adding was by the accomplishments that I was making at work and by the money that I was bringing in. And it's such an easy trap for us to get in. And I was busy all the time. And I think a lot of us wear that badge of busyness as like a badge of honor. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> it's, it's so, I think in our society, especially, I don't want to say especially as women, but I hear it mostly from like women when I talk to them, we wear all these different hats yeah. and then we put our mental health issues and emotions and stuff on the back burner where we don't really think about it or we try to avoid it. And I remember waking up so many mornings I was not a very fun person to be around. I'll just say that. And like my alarm would go off. And before I'd open my eyes, I was like, okay, where do I have to go today? What fires do I have to put out at work? What meetings do I have? Where am I taking the kids? Do we have something for dinner? Like, that's me. You know, be- <laughs> yeah, before you even open your eyes. And we can go for quite a long time on that. Yep. And then really, when it came to a head, I remember I brought my kids home one night. My husband had made dinner. I dished everyone up. I went back in the kitchen and I it sounds like so dramatic and like movie like, but I literally like stood against the wall and shrunk down and my husband found me in there just bawling. And to even the point where I felt so ashamed that I let myself get to this point that I was covering my mouth so that they couldn't hear me cry. Yeah. And that was kind of like the aha moment of like, whoa, you need to do something. And that's when I was 29. So I'm like, I spent like all of my twenties feeling like this. (laughs) So it's funny to laugh at now because, you know, in retrospect, right. Um, But it just after, so I ended up actually quitting my job the next day, a job that I was at for over seven years. That was just very depleting. I was helping run the company at this time and I got very little sleep that night, but I rolled over to my husband the next morning and I said, am I going to quit my job? And he just goes, if that's what you need to do, like, we'll figure it out. And luckily, I'd been doing this, like, education piece of oils and stuff for the year before that. So I did have, like, a plan B when yeah. I never thought I'd want a plan B. Um, and so it worked out. But I started realizing, like, oh, my gosh, my priorities were starting to align. And things were starting to get a lot better. I was happier. I felt more valuable to myself. Like, but it took to get to that extreme step to really realize that, oh my gosh, I need to do something. For sure. And then, so like you quit your job, what else did you kind of do to kind of help bring you out of that spot? Yeah. So quitting my job, which I'm not saying go out there and quit your job, (laughs) but I think we can all recognize when we're in a spot, when we're doing something just for money or we're doing something that doesn't align with our values, how detrimental that can be to our mental health and our emotions. And so, yeah, I just started reprioritizing stuff. I loved Mm -hmm. educating about oil. So I really ran with that passion. I started spending more time with my kids. Um, which made me into a way better person. I was less stressed out in the morning. I was less stressed out during the day. Like I just, I started feeling like myself again and really enjoying who I was again. And then you found it, it helped manage your stress too, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. And something that I hear often too, like I don't have kids yet, but like what if you, once you, people, if, if people hit like that, this, the area or the spot that like you kind of went through and you work out of it you're not only like a better person for yourself but like you're you're more there and present with your with your children as well 
Absolutely. And they are like little sponges. So <laughs> it's my daughter is such a mini me and I she's so sassy. Um, and so stuff that she says, I'm like, I can't believe she just said that. And then I think back, I'm like, oh, I can believe she said that. Like, I've probably said that before. Like, they are <laughs> such sponges of what we do. Oh, yeah. So even being able to teach them about you know, natural products and stuff. Like they know they can go run to the oil shelf if they need something. We use a lot of resources in our house. They know where to go find those, that list of resources that they can use when they're sad or upset or oh, angry. That's awesome. Did you have that growing up too? I did not. Yeah. Um, so a couple of years after my, you know, this new enlightenment, um, I went through some trauma mm-hmm. in January of 2020. And um, when they say like, it feels like the rug got pulled underneath you out from underneath you, that's exactly how I felt. And I went into a tailspin and my, again, mental health like really diminished. Um, and so I worked on, you know, some stuff going to some therapy and things like that. But I just, again, felt like there was something within me that wasn't happy, that mm-hmm. wasn't right. And I knew that it was no one else's responsibility, but my own. So yeah. I promise I'm coming back to your question. That's okay. Um, so <laughs> it's just a little bit of a detour here. Um, so I ended up actually through kind of support of one of my friends who was doing something similar. I enrolled in an intensive outpatient treatment oh, wow. um, program and it was super scary is super involved. I was doing like 15 hours of therapy a week. That is like a part-time job. And I would get on group and I'd be like, you guys, I have a therapy hangover. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to talk about my feelings. So can you, before, before you keep going, can you just explain what like that is? Like, it's not, I just don't want people to like get confused. It's not, it's not like rehab what it like really is it? No, no, it's not rehab at all. Um, So, I mean, some people can use it as that um, if they're having, like, addiction issues and things like that. I personally went into it for depression, anxiety, and trauma or the trifecta. Is it, like, an actual, like, facility? Or I guess it was right before COVID, so I don't, like... Yeah, so this was actually um, just um, in this last year that I did this. So it was all virtual. Okay, me, okay. Which, which helped a lot, especially for the time, because it was three hours, four days a week when wow. I started, plus individual on top of that. So, um, yeah, it was just, it's it's a program that you do a lot of processing and group and go over skills and things like that. So there, you know, are people in there that do deal with addictions and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I was mainly focused on how can I find more resources and tools for myself Mm -hmm. to become more happy and to have better mental health because I personally wanted to avoid medication if possible and when I saw that my depression was getting worse I talked to my doctor about it and of course he said you know there is always medication I said well I want to try a few other things first and this was one of my larger steps to do it wow um So it was really intense. It was scary, but I like sing the praises of it. I'm like, if you need, if you need help, if you feel like your mental health is, you know, suffering, like this program taught me so much. And to get back to your original question, what I've realized, and there's no like guilt or shame that I'm trying to put on my parents because I grew up in a very loving home. Mm -hmm. I have two supportive parents in many ways. And now I can see how emotions and mental health issues were handled in my house where it was more of let's not talk about yep. it. Yeah. It's very taboo. And that has led me into a lot of discovery about myself that when things bad things happen or I go through traumas, um, I'm an over-functioner. So I'm like, I'm going to fix it. What can we do? Here's my to-do list. Like, let's check all the boxes again. And then, like, months later, it'll hit me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, that happened and this is how I feel about it and I don't really want to feel about it so yeah anyways so I have learned that um, my parents did not talk about it a mm-hmm. lot but that's also one of my passions is to help break that generational cycle of how we approach our kids about emotions I love because that. yeah yeah I know I, I love that and I I'm a teacher so like I I try to have that convers- those conversations with my students too. My students this year are grade seven, so they're tw- about 12 years old. Um, and they don't like talking about <laughs> emotions at all. <laughs> so that's something that I try to do with them as well. Um, and I feel like me being, I guess I'm, I wouldn't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm the youngest teacher there, but consider considered one of the youngest teachers there, I feel like that kind of helps them a little bit, open up a little bit more. Um, yeah. But it's definitely something that I work through and I try to help them with. You do mention a lot um, and you mentioned helping children manage their emotions do you find that the steps or the tips that you do with them work for adults as well absolutely and that's how we started in our house using them with my kids Mm -hmm. um so one of the biggest things that I learned from the program I was in is kind of tracking our activation okay so when we get upset um we can be in high activation which means that maybe we're really fidgety we can't really control our body movement we get angry things like that or we can go into really low activation and we can see that in ways like i feel really withdrawn or numb or i feel like my brain just can't even process these thoughts right now and so being able to track that has just been monumental for me and i know when i'm either in high or low activation i can start using these resources like i love to do a breathing exercise which I'll pair with oils. Um, there's an exercise called five, four, three, two, one to help you bring you back into the present moment. That's super effective. Um, and so, you know, taking a hot shower or going on a walk, like there's all these different resources that maybe some people are using it, but just don't understand that that's a good way to regulate your emotions. Um, but that's how we started in our house using them with our kids as I was teaching them what I was learning. Oh, and really one of the reasons why is because even when I've talked to a few other people about these, I've heard from so many people, I wish I would have known about this. I never knew about these. And I was like, what are are you talking about? Like, why don't we know? Because teachers, you know, don't, don't have a class that they specifically teach on that. But I love that you're doing that with your students because, (laughs) yeah, because if we could have, you know, kids start out at a younger age, knowing these resources, um, they're also not going to go into survival resources that so many of us have. For sure, for sure. So, Do you, is there like a breathing technique that you like? You can kind of show me here live that we can do and that way I could like maybe bring to my students tomorrow (laughs) absolutely absolutely so the one that I like to do there's tons of different breathing techniques um the one that I do is um you breathe in for four you hold for four and then you release for six is that is that one that's considered like box breathing kind of okay yeah yeah so and the main important part is when you do the breathing out for six you want to pretend that you're blowing out a candle with your oh so so you blow it with you blow it with your mouth Yep, because you want to try control it and make it last for that whole six seconds. So that's what I always tell my kids. I'm like, hey, okay, we're going to breathe in for four, we're going to hold for four, and then we're going to blow out for six, but pretend like you're blowing out a birthday candle. Oh, I like that's That one's interesting. There's one, too, I learned. Um, it's It looks like a figure eight one. I don't know if you know that one. Like, that's Mm -hmm. one that one of the child and youth counselors taught um, some of the students at my old school. And, like, they would chase, they would, we would put a figure eight on their desk and it would say, breathe in. And as they followed the figure eight, they had to breathe in. And when they followed back out of the figure eight, they had to breathe out. So I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but that's one of them. That's one of them that I am familiar with. But, yeah. 
Yeah, there's some research out there, um, and I don't know the source, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was found that doing deep breathing seven times in a row is equivalent to taking a Xanax. Really? So I should have probably found the source before getting on here and telling you that, but you can do your own research. Yeah. But but it is amazing how we can regulate our body so much with just our breathing. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, There's, I was going to ask you, you were talking about the high, I think you just said in the low. How do you kind of like get that, like recognize it? Like, do you write it down? You're like, oh, today I'm feeling like in a high state or a low state. Like, how do you kind of get that out to recognize that that's where you are? Yeah, I think it's just really tuning into how your body's reacting in situations. And so I I think that this kind of, uh, like, I try to teach my kids about it, and I try to make it a very kid-like way where (laughs) I talk about, like, the window of activation. So pretend you're standing at a window, and, like, you can take everything in, and then if you're highly activated, it's like you're bouncing off the ceiling. And if you're low activated, it's like you're laying on the floor and can't look out the window. But I think for people in their late teens and early 20s to be able to start recognizing these types of things are really helpful in relationships too. So um, just like an example, like me and my husband, before we went, before I went through all of this treatment and all these um, tools and tips and stuff like that, like there would be times where we would be talking about something or having an argument, and I tend to go to very low activation. Mm very quickly. So I get very withdrawn, I get kind of numb and heavy. Whereas my husband will look at me and be like, what's wrong? Just talk to me. Like what's going on? And before I could start recognizing and taking a moment to be like, oh, okay, I'm feeling heavy and feeling withdrawn, I would maybe get defensive and be like, I can't tell you right now. What are you like? Stop asking me. And that would escalate the situation. Now knowing this and being able to, again, just really kind of take um, note of like what your thoughts are, how your body's reacting, what kind of feelings you're having inside your body. I'm able to now explain to him if we have the same type of conversation, like right now I can't do that because my brain isn't processing that fast. Like I need a moment because I'm feeling really, really withdrawn. And when you have that type of communication with each other, it just helps so much to help kind of meet in the middle of like this is what you need right now this is what I need and let's come back together when we're more in that sweet spot yeah. of emotions oh, I, I I love that because sometimes too like I can be in those where like I literally can't express how I'm feeling and like I get that <laughs> but then there's other times where like I get so loud and because I can get very loud <laughs> I can get so loud and like angry and like I feel like even then nobody's listening to me so I feel I I appreciate how you kind of give that a label so to speak Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. So I don't do it perfect all the time. There's still times where I'm just like, don't ask me what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Um, You know, and I don't communicate it well, but the more that you practice it and the more that can recognize this, that's where it leads into using some of those healthy resources Mm -hmm. versus going to survival resources, for example, which is where addictions can come in. Yeah. No, for sure. Let's be honest. We live in a very much society where they push drinking. Oh, you had a bad day? Have a glass of wine. Oh, you had a bad week? Like, let's get drunk tonight, you know? And so that's where, like, the numbing resourcing can come into play when we're not aware of how we're feeling. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Um, Question for you. Well, you can can spin this however you want to. I am curious (laughs) to know, what is the best advice you've ever seen? If you want to hit all, like, like, professional mental health relationship, if you want to tell me one, like, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? So some of the best advice I ever got was all of me with me, all of them with them. And the reason I love this so much is because most of the time when someone reacts to something that. 
Oh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You might like have that. to. You might have to restart. My um, boy. My boyfriend just got back, and you okay. connected to the Bluetooth of the car. So, <laughs> sorry. He's probably like, "What is going on?" Yeah, right he's now? like, he's like, "What oh. the fuck?" <laughs> Who is this weird lady talking? She sounds <laughs> <Minnesota>. um. <laughs> So start with the all so, of me, because I'll cut out from there. Sure. Okay. No problem. Uh, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I've learned throughout my healing journey is all of me with me and all of them with them. Really recognizing that we can't take on other people's reactions and emotions. Mm. Because I think there's a lot of times when someone will react a certain way and we'll think it's a reflection on us when in fact it's really a reflection on you. I mean, I still... I still do it once in a while. Like I was at Target a couple weeks ago. Target! (laughs) We don't have Target anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh. If you need some time to get away, go to Target, grab a Starbucks and walk around. We don't have Target in Canada anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. I know. Sorry, Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) I'll be thinking about you next time I go there. But I I went past this girl and I didn't know if she was going to recognize me and I didn't really recognize her. And she said hi and I didn't say anything. And then the whole rest of the time I was there, I was like, oh, my gosh, she thinks that I'm so mean. Like and I was telling my husband I was freaking out about this. He's like, are you ever going to hang out with her? Well, no, but (laughs) I really I get I get the same way. Like I could just be laying here and like my boyfriend's just grumpy. I'm like, why are you upset with me? Why are you upset with me? I'm not. I'm just tired. But why are you upset with me? What did I do? What can I do? Like, how can I fix it? I get I get it because like I internalize it. I think it's my fault. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So if we can kind of take on this approach of like I can only handle what I'm responsible for and I let them handle what they're responsible for. That also works in really well with boundaries, which Mm. I had a hard time with in my 20s. And so when we set up healthy boundaries now, if they don't approve of it or don't like it, because especially if you've been a people pleaser, like I have been my whole life. Um, it can be really shocking to people and yeah. then they can have bad reactions, but that's when you have to say all of me with me, all of them with them. I like that. Cause that can kind of like, you just literally hit all three, like the trifecta of professional <laughs> that works professionally, that works in relationships and that works like towards to help towards your mental health too. So that's, that's, yeah. wow. I like, I like that. Um, <laughs> so something that I like to do, uh, with, every guest and everybody I talk to kind of on the podcast is I like to ask them a question about what they would do in their, in their past. So like if you could go back and tell 20 year old Angie anything in regards to literally anything, what would you go back and tell her? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> so much of my twenties were great. I love my twenties. Um, my kids still think that I'm 21 and I'm going to try um, hold that out as long as possible. Yeah. My best friend is like, your mom's not 21. They're like, yes, she is. I'm like, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> especially with my birthday coming up now, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be 22. Oh, happy early 34. birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I think it would mostly be about the checkbox thing. Like, don't be so worried about checking all the checkboxes. Because again, I did all the things that I thought were quote unquote, the things that you were supposed to do. And instead, that really made me miss out on a lot of like, self-development I think and really had me focus on the wrong priorities where I wish I would have enjoyed things a little bit more. Um, I took some risks. so I don't think it's that but it's just really prioritizing my happiness over doing those checkboxes. That's very interesting because if you think about it like when you're in your 20s you're you can either you can be in one of three areas like if you think of like a timeline you can be stuck in the middle you have on the right side like all your friends who are like married and in serious relationships maybe getting pregnant and then you have all your other friends on the left side who are like still partying still getting drunk on weekends like and you're just kind of like okay am I 
I want to strive to be towards the right side, but like I'm kind of in the middle and, but you want to check those boxes. So like, I get that. I see that a lot because I'm, I feel like I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And I very much did like the, oh, I want to get married and yeah. I want to have kids young and I love my kids. Absolutely. But I'm like, oh man, like you can't just go to Target when you have kids. Like you have to take them with you and then they want stuff. <laughs> And it's not enjoyable to look through the dollar section spot. So, you know, really enjoying more of that time and kind of developing myself, um, I think would be the advice that I would give to my 20 year old self. That's awesome. I love that. Um, Where can my listeners find you? Websites, Um, social media, tell me everything, wherever you are. Yeah, absolutely. You can go to my website, theparenttoolbox.info, or you can also find me on Instagram with that handle, theparenttoolbox. Awesome. I'm going, I I feel like I tried to find you on Instagram before this, and I checked your, tried to find your name and it didn't work. So I'm going to follow that one now. Um, Okay just to you know set everything straight but um I appreciate you taking your time today to chat with me and share all your your wisdom and tips um I'm definitely gonna go try to find well I live in a small town now so I'm gonna go try to find a health food store that has good oils (laughs) well if you ever have any questions you know where to find me definitely let me know I'm happy to help and thanks for having me on because I found your podcast and I was like oh my gosh this is the type of podcast I would want to do. But I did podcast when I was in marketing and I know how much work you put into it. So I'm selfishly just going to take advantage about being a guest on yours. (laughs) and you being able to use this platform to share lots of tips with people well for sure and I just like I said thank you for for your time and your your expertise and everything and I really appreciate it but um we'll definitely keep keep in touch I'm gonna shoot you a follow on Instagram and we will keep in touch awesome thanks all right thanks Angie After that conversation it just makes me want to go literally buy all of the essential oils in the world and like actually use them properly and not just get the ones from walmart <laughs> well i mean like sometimes it's just not feasible right to go to a health food store and like get the get the right ones and what have you and like walmart like i said i was just using them before just because they smell good so <laughs> the fact that um walmart ones are poopy don't get walmart ones so makes me want to actually try harder again and go get real essential oils but I just I love having different people on and and like getting their advice I feel like when you go through your 20s it's it can be really confusing it can be really hard especially like if you faced trauma or you have faced hardships or even like positive things that have happened in your life and like you're like is this the best my life is gonna get is when I'm in my 20s and as, but for me it was it was my life gonna get better <laughs> because it was shit and um especially like early on in my 20s like 23 24 25 26 <laughs> um it was just like it was poo and like there was like obviously a couple of good and positive days but like the majority of the traumatic events that have happened in my life have been in my 20s so that's why I feel like this is really important just to get advice from different people hear other people's stories make you feel like you're not alone in that aspect right because is it going to get better everybody we've talked to the last couple weeks um they're all past their 20s right and so like you hear them talk and you're like hey it is going to get better from here um my life will turn around it's based on your mindset it's based how you feel about yourself it's based on how you love yourself who you surround yourself with right and so I think that that's something really important to consider especially um as we're 
we're going through life, right? And I just, I, some of these things I wish I had known when I was going through those hardships and just being able to recognize, hey, this is going to get better and not let myself get to as low as I had been. Um, mind you, I still have my days. Everybody has their, their days, right? Where, but it's how you bounce back from them and how you get, get through it. And I've been able to find healthier ways to get through those, I don't want to say negative states, but like low, low states, um, whether that be writing, whether that be just literally walking away and spending time by myself for a bit. Um, reading helps a lot. Um, for some reason, watching The Bachelor helps. <laughs> Maybe because I'm just like, you know, their drama is worse than mine, so <laughs> it makes you feel a little bit better than yourself. Is it the healthiest thing? Probably not, but I enjoy it anyway. Oh, can we just talk about for a second? I know I'm a little late to the party, but I'm a week behind in The Bachelor. What the fudge is wrong with Shanae? Like, literally... And the whole argument about shrimp and how he doesn't even see like her wrongdoings and how Elizabeth went home. If you haven't watched yet, well, sorry, <laughs> spoiler. How Elizabeth went home and Shanae stayed. Like it's all just, it's literally fudged. And how people like in this world are like that. I think honestly, she's just there just to get the fame because let's be honest, that's all everybody's talking about. Um, and I think that the bachelor Clayton, he's just covering his ass because he's like, oh shit, like she actually did this shit to other girls in the house. And um, he's probably like, yeah, she was, she was hot and whatever, but uh, her character, no bueno. And I don't know how, like, I just don't know how somebody can act like that. You know what I mean? And like be on, like you're on TV too. And the whole world is watching you. Maybe that's why she's acting like that because she knows the whole world is watching her. Regardless, sometimes The Bachelor is my guilty pleasure because it's so dramatic and I love it. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Oh, and it's Monday, so Bachelor Night 2 tonight. Let's go. <laughs> um, but uh, I hope you guys learned something today. Hope you guys um, go and use some essential oils now in your house or use real ones. Or if you're just, you're already doing that, like, go for it. Um, and enjoy your family day my fellow Canadians, and uh, I will chat with you guys next week. Have a great week, everybody.